Live from downtown Boogertown, it's Three Hillbillies on a Couch with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, and Buford, three of the hillbillies in the holler. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. And welcome back to glorious downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. I'm Claude. And you're back with another episode of the Hillbillies on the Couch. Now, we've been thinking about, we've been toying with changing the name of the podcast because sometimes it's three hillbillies, sometimes it's two. It's been as many as five, five or six. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Email us at meetbuford at gmail.com and let us know. Should we just start calling it Hillbillies on the Couch? Or do you have another idea for a name for the podcast? Like hillbillies that don't know how to count. There you go. Things like that. What do you want from us? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so send us a little email, meetbuford at gmail.com. But we are here again today in glorious downtown Boogertown. Uncle Claude has come to visit, so we're sitting here chatting with him. And um, we found a book. And it ain't been colored in. <laughs> no. Well, no, there's a couple of bent pages in it. Uh, <laughs> it's called Uncle John's Great Big Bathroom Reader. And a lot of people want to know where we learn things and other than the Boogertown sixth grade, we we learn it out of these books. I don't know if you've ever seen them, and it's a whole series. We'll put a link in the the description, but uh, of the show, you can actually just go to uh, Amazon and type in Uncle John's, and it'll bring up the whole series. What they are, they're just little bathroom readers for you to have in the, you know your intimate reading time. And if you follow that ep- one episode with Boo Boo, you know I've read a bunch of them. <laughs> he don't know much, but what he knows, he learned in the bathroom. <laughs> That's what the preacher said. <laughs> Lousy day. Yeah, all kinds of information in here. We, uh, I didn't know this, but it makes sense. You, any of y'all, you, you boys like Clint Eastwood? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know his style of acting, just in whether it be a Western, whatever, he's got that talk, you know, that voice, you know. It says here, he developed his distinctive manner of speech by studying the breathy whisper of Marilyn Monroe. Shut up. Sure enough, right here. It's got to be true. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. So now you got to ask yourself, do you feel lucky? Well, punk, do you? Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, here's my pistol. Well, do you? Like that saying, unforgiven there. <laughs> With his friend, you hear Marilyn <laughs> And then they did what with him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, following that on that same thought is it says if you're average, you swallow three spiders a year. <laughs> well, I, I haven't ever done it on purpose. Uh, I've eaten ants and grasshoppers, but I've never eaten a spider on purpose. I don't know. It's all kinds of... Hey, let's... Uh, World War One, Germany, uh, the, their army... Get this now. This will blow your mind, Claude. It says here that Kaiser Wilhelm, the leader of Germany at that time, was so impressed with the efficiency of Buffalo Bill's Wild West show when it toured Europe in the early 1900s that he modeled his army on it. Wow. That's crazy. Isn't it? Thanks wow. for nothing, Bill. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, you know, the Germans love uh, Western stuff. They always have. Um, early Western movies and stuff were huge Walls. over there. Western walls. Western walls, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I had a, 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 I knew an old man who uh, fought in World War II uh, at the Battle of the Bulge, and he was uh, 
talking about how they had captured this uh, German spy behind the lines, behind our lines, and he was in an American Jeep and dressed as an American MP, but they caught him, figured out he was German. So they were interrogating him, trying to figure out how he was getting back behind German lines without being shot as a, uh, uh, you know, as a spy. And um, he told them, I mean, he, he wouldn't tell them anything. He was just clammed up. And there was one of the guys in their unit that was, uh, that spoke fluent German. So he was interrogating him. These guys were with the OSS that eventually became the CIA. Um, and uh, the guy wasn't spilling the beans. So they had their code talker. Navajo. Yes. Navajo. He, this guy, this guy, they, they got him stripped his shirt off and put a belt around his head, put camo paint on to look like war paint. And he started, uh, got a knife out and he started dancing around the tree. They had this guy tied to and he went, Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. And they, they said, now you better let us know what we want to know or we're going to let our savage skin you. And the, this German had seen all these Western, Western movies and he, he didn't know the Navajo are a peaceful people who never scalped anybody. And by right. the way, uh, on that defense, didn't come from there. In defense of all Native Americans, they learned that from the Irish. But yeah, that was an Irish thing. But anyway, uh, they uh, this guy didn't know, and he spilled his guts, told him everything. I thought you were going to say cut him open. No, and he told he told him said uh, he said the way he was getting back over the lines was uh, if he saw Germans while he was driving that American Jeep, he would stand up, take his helmet off, and put it over his heart, and that was a symbol to them that he was a German spy. And just a week later, the guy that I knew and this other fellow that spoke German were behind German lines doing reconnaissance, and they came up to a crossroads, and here came two Panzer units merging together and going down the fourth road. And so he's, they're sitting there, and they looked at each other, and they stood up in their Jeep, and they put their helmets over their hearts. They said all these Germans were hanging out of the, the uh, Panzers and hollering, yeah, cheering for them, and Heil Hitler, and they oh. were just like, yeah, okay. Saved their lives. Wow. But... Well, I'd heard that uh, when Americans was over there in Europe, that uh, uh, if our spies, some of them were getting picked off by simple things that the Germans would watch people cross the street. When you cross the street, I didn't think about it, but Europe, European people look right to left. We look left to right. Well, that's like the uh, in that movie, uh, uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie, Inglorious Bastards. The uh -huh. guy got caught because he held up the number three the way we hold it up. With the index, and middle, the and, and ring, and they use the ring, thumb. yeah, the the, uh, the thumb. thumb instead of the ring finger, and he got caught because you know little simple stuff like that. That would stick out because they watch somebody. You know, when you're across the street, you know, we automatically look left to right. They look right to left. But now I heard this from uh, somebody said David Niven. You know, he was a, a great British actor. He was a spy during World War II, and that he would very often go into a building to lose a tail. And then he would go in and change, like pull a, a scarf out of his pocket, wrap it around his neck, mm -hmm. and then walk out of the same building <laughs> limping. And he said that human nature is to look away when someone's limping. Like, oh, no. And they wouldn't notice that he'd even left the building because he had on something colorful, different than what he'd worn, and he was limping, and they just ignored him. Yeah. That's, that's a study right there. Fascinating. Hey, are you a Chevy guy or a Ford guy or a Dodge guy? Uh, I'm a, does it get me from point A to point B guy? Yeah. Is it paid for guy? Yeah. yeah is it paid for? You, you make noise, Claude. It's okay. Yeah, Claude's Claude, 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 he's over here laughing over there. He's been laughing since he's been laughing, trying to keep it in since he spilled his guts. It's okay uh -huh. to laugh. It's, it's just us. No one's listening. You it's know? Right. Okay. Are you a Chevy guy? What's you? What are you, Claude? I want to say I'm Toyota. Toyota? Yeah, right now I'm driving Honda. You're driving a Honda? 
I'm in a Ford, but it says here the Chevrolet Insignia. You know the mm-hmm. tie. Billy Durant, founder of General Motors, liked that wallpaper pattern in a Paris hotel so much that he ripped off a piece and brought it back to Detroit to copy as a symbol for the new Chevrolet car. Now, you know where the name Chevrolet comes from? Is it French? It is French. It's a man's name. He was oh. a famous car, uh, race car driver in the early days of cars, Louis Chevrolet. What was that race a long time ago that killed like 80-something people in the stands and they didn't stop the race? Oh, I never heard about that. Either. Oh, you hadn't heard about that? No. Yeah. Oh, it was a bad race. And, it must and, have been. Well, the audio's on YouTube. You can hear the whole race and them calling it. And they said, oh, there's men, women, children, kids. They've got to be dead by the dozens. Oh, and he's turning lap 12. He's about to pass so-and-so. <laughs> Wow. wow. It's on you. That's crazy. If that's, we find that, we'll get back a, to you on that's that. That's a feel-good moment right there. A little ray of sunshine lighting you up. <laughs> hey, the queens in a deck of cards were originally depictions of Queen Elizabeth, wife of Henry VII of England. Hmm. I know that because a V and two I's are seven in Roman numerals. Uh-huh. I'm showing off now. Look at you. I know. We used to brand them things. That's a, that's a visual joke, but uh, the, you hold up two fingers like the peace sign. Mm-hmm. And uh, so did you hear about the Roman centurion went in? Five beers, please. <laughs> the V. <laughs> yeah, the v. Five, Five beers, please. <laughs> them folks were thinking. Why do you think they used that? I mean, numbers wasn't around. I mean, but when the, did the, numbers the, first show up? The numbers that we use are Arabic. Okay. They they come from uh, from the Arab uh, influence, and they're actually really cool the way they were created. And I've heard people negate this and say it's not true, but it makes sense to me. Each of the symbols has the same number of angles in it that it represents. A one is one angle. A two looks like a Z is two angles. Three it's got three angles in it. Well, I'll be. Uh huh. I never thought of that. And then zero has none. So. I thought an eight was two zeros. Now, an eight is, uh, in the way, to to get it to work with this angle thing, you have to draw it as two squares, but Mm -hmm. it's still got four and four. Well, Well, talking about numbers, let's go back about three million of them. Uh, That first famous human fossil ever discovered, does any of you two know what the name of it is? Lucy. Lucy. Do you know why they call it Lucy? No. They were named after a song that was playing on a tape recorder at the time of the discovery, Lucy in the Sky. With diamonds. Yeah. Isn't that wild? There you go. See, we're learning things here, boys. That can't accuse us not of learning anything. Of course, Berman, a few weeks ago, tells about sitting in court and all them great stories. Now, I knew Mountain William here. You could tell me this. We have a great steakhouse down here called Ye Old Steakhouse. Did you know that that's supposed to be a the or it's pronounced the? Yes, it was never pronounced ye ever. It's spelled ye. Right. But it's, and it's how thou turned into you because they would, it was a stonecutter's shortcut. If they were uh, carving a headstone for somebody named Smith, they would carve the S, the M, the I, and then a Y. And that meant Smith. It just was kept the stonecutter from having to do more work than necessary. And so a lot of times you'll see the word that represented is a Y with a T at the top of it between the two legs going up. Um, or you'll see um, uh, V written as a Y with an E up above, a little tiny E up above it. Uh, I have a, a rubbing in my office of um, Shakespeare's gravestone, and it's got a lot of those on it. It says, good friend for Jesus' sake, forbear to dig the dust and close it here. 
Blessed be he who spares these stones and cursed be he who moves my bones. But a, a lot of that you have to read with that why thing in mind to know that that's what it is. But so thou started being written as Y-O-U and then we eventually started pronouncing it you. But... Well, I didn't know that. <clears throat> Cloud, we learned something today. I know. Hang out with me, you learn two things. <laughs> or more. Two things or more. The old Mountain William there. You're still doing your word of the day over there on that TikTok, uh-huh. aren't you? That's good. See, I I read these books, fellas, and people call me Cliff. You ever watch that show, Cheers? <laughs> yeah. Oh, che- oh, oh Cliff, oh, he's Cliff. got knowledge of everything. Uh, the uh, ancient Mesopotamians were actually the uh, first ones to perfect the malt fermentation process. Uh so uh, you have the uh, ancient Mesopotamians there to think for your beer. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Norm. <laughs> Jim Jeffries does a great story about he, he and he and uh, John Ratzenberger were in Kansas City for he was doing a show and Ratzenberger was appearing at a fan festival thing, signing autographs or something. So they decided to get together and have lunch at this barbecue joint. And he said, we went in. He said, this was a barbecue joint for locals. And he said, we were the only people of our particular uh uh, complexion in the place. And he said, we opened the door. It was one of those record scratching moments, you know, and everybody in the room turns and looks at the door. And he said, I looked at, at John and was like, eh, you think we ought to get out of here? John, and he said, John was like, eh, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> Walks over to the bar and he goes, hey, uh, bartender, can I get a beer? And he said, the bartender went, sure, I'll get you. Ah! He said, five minutes later, the whole joint's gathered around the bar going, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, don't worry about it. I don't worry about it. <laughs> Thanks, well, Cliff. Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, BigfootSearchGear.com. Dot com. Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there, somewhere? He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. Court transcripts. You know, he's talking about Berman talking about sitting in court. He got all his best stories sitting there listening. Here's one for you, fellas. Question. Well, sir, judging from your answer on how you reacted to the emergency call, it sounds like you are a man of intelligence and good judgment. The answer, thank you. And if I weren't under oath, I'd return the compliment. Oh, oh. Ouch. <laughs> Claude, you've said in some courtrooms before, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> Question. And you're saying because she's dead, she's no longer alive? Is that what you're saying? Answer. Is there a dispute there? <laughs> no kidding. How about that? That tends to be the way it works. I bet there's probably yeah. books and books of crazy things said, said in court. 
Gotta be. I, I know what Berman said in a few. What episode was that? Berman told some court stuff. They need to go back and listen I to. I don't remember. It's been a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question: What did he say? Answer: About that. All the way back, he. I've never been called so many names. Question: You're not married, I take it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this one, guys. So you say that the stairs went down to the basement? Answer, yes. And these stairs, did they go up also? <laughs> kind of like that escalator got stuck, isn't it? And that boy yeah. was three hours late for work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, um, Mitch Hedberg used to say, I like escalators because an escalator can never be broken. It can only become stairs. Sign should say, escalator temporarily stairs. Sorry for the convenience. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You said he threatened to kill you, did he? Yes, he did. And he threatened to sue me. Oh, worse yet. (laughs) (laughs) Just go ahead and kill. That's that's like the, the, uh, um, in the movie, uh, the Harry Potter movie, when uh, Hermione said, you two are going to get us killed or even worse, expelled. And Ron goes, she really needs to get her priorities straight. It's <laughs> like that time I dressed like a bear. And I told him up there, I said, I, I planned it all out when I hid up in them woods dressed like a bear. I made sure not to do it during hunting season. And uh, that other season. Mm-hmm. That'll get you both tranquilized. <laughs> I wish you were shot. More ways than one. Yeah, more ways than one. Let's see. Now, there was something else you did in that court transcript thing that, that brought something to mind, and we moved on faster than where we were. Uh, I'm talking about stairs going up and down uh, the basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I, when I worked on cruise ships as an entertainer. That's an old joke on the cruise ships. It's a uh, uh, stupid questions asked by passengers. Does oh. this elevator go to the front of the ship? Oh, and um, <laughs> yeah, just lay down. Yeah. So the. the uh, the people that work on the ship, do they live on the ship too? No, they follow us on jet skis when they're not on duty. <laughs> no, they're spiritual leaders and they'll walk right out here. <laughs> does, this, does the ship generate its own power? Now we got a big extension cord all the way back to Miami. <laughs> we need more electric tape. <laughs> I love this one. Question, doctor, how many autopsies have you performed on dead people? Answer, all, all of, of my autopsies have been on dead people. <laughs> It's not a really bad joke. Good night. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You'll know this one since you're about all that European history. The Lucky Charms. You ever eat those Lucky Charms cereals? Yeah. Lucky Charms. Uh, Charm comes from the Latin word carmen, which means song or incantation. People once believed that certain words or phrases had magical powers when recited. Something which survives today in words like abracadabra or open sesame. In time, anything that brought luck, not just magic words, became known as charms. Right. That's why someone, a girl who is charming, she she uh, enchants you. She you know takes your breath away. It's like she has magical powers. That's what it means. Um, a lot of those uh, uh, magic words, and I haven't been a magician for years. I know this. A lot of them have. Um, uh, really weird origins. Uh, my favorite one is Hocus Pocus. Oh, I've heard that. Hocus Pocus comes from the Catholic belief in transubstantiation, 
When the wafer is placed upon your tongue, Catholics believe that it transubstantiates and becomes the actual flesh of Christ. And as the priest would put the wafer on the person's tongue during their their, uh, communion, he would say, hoc est corpus, which is Latin for this is my body. And the uh, common folks who heard this as they were getting communion or watching it, and they were told this is magically transforming into flesh instead of a cracker, hocus corpus, they heard hocus pocus, and that's where hocus pocus came about as a magical incantation. Well, I'll be. Mm-hmm. Right. Claude, you know that? No, I didn't know I that. I didn't know that. And abracadabra actually comes from the name of an ancient uh, deity that was supposed to be the father of God, Abraxas. So wasn't that rock song? No. I used to play that at Pizza Hut. Dude, that used to be the biggest... Abra, Abra, Kadabra. When I was starting out in Magic in the early 80s, everybody played that. And there were like guys doing a Dove act or Silks and stuff, and they'd be playing Abra, Kadabra. Or they'd sing, uh, he's a magic man. All of those, you know, but... Well, those freaky, I mean, those lyrics today get you restraining order. Oh, Lord, there's a lot of... Reach out and grab you all that. Yeah. What was that, uh... Old 60s hit that was a number one song in a whole wide world. And it was talking about uh, young love. The lyrics on that thing. Young girl, just get yeah. out of my mind. Get, my love for you is way out of line. line. Yeah. Well, young girl, you're about to young. You don't even need to be it singing that. You just cringe listening to lyrics. It's number one well, in the like world. The Monkees had a hit with a song called I Want to Be Free. It says, don't say you love me, say you like me, but when I need you beside me... Uh, stay here to and it's just saying I want to I want to use your love tonight I, I don't want to lose your love tonight it's just I don't want anything I don't want a relationship I just want to use you that's what these songs are saying and, and, and people are just diddy bopping along just loving them yeah. weird weird stuff weird it's just words hey have you ever heard the term starting out on the right foot it says here it comes from the Romans who believed that entering a building with the left foot was extremely bad luck they took the belief to extremes, even stationing guards or footmen. That's why they were called footmen at the entrances of buildings to make sure every visitor started out on the right foot. I'll be danged. Now, i tell you one I'd like to know, and I have never heard, but when you brought that up, it made me think it's the getting up on the right side of the bed. I wonder if that has any interesting origin. I don't know. Read the whole book real quick and tell us. I'll do it. I'll get right back to you. You know, you're talking about them numbers and the shapes and the angles yeah. and everything. You ever heard of Lucky Seven? Mm-hmm. Lucky number seven. Seven is the sum of three and four, the triangle and the square, which ancient Greeks considered the two perfect figures. About okay. That? Lunar cycle, which is 28 days, is divided into four sevens. How about that? Four sevens. There you go. Lucky seven. Now we're learning things. I don't know, but in its ancient form, the carrot was purple, not orange. You know who who turned it orange? Bugs Bunny? No. Oh. Dutch. Um, the Dutch, you know, uh, were the ones who first figured out about genetics. Uh, what was his name? The guy that crossbred the peas. I forget his name, but he was Dutch. But anyway, Dutch botanists developed the orange carrot as a tribute to the House of Orange. King William of the House of Orange. I'll yep. be. The orange carrot is all because of the House of Orange, just like oh. UT Orange is all because of the House of Orange. King William of the House of Orange, that's Scott Ash. There you go. Kind of thing going on there. Well, I'll be. Lucky hunches, believe it or not, this is from the days when rubbing a hunchback's hump was considered good luck. The ancient Egyptians worshipped a hunchback god named Bess, B-E-S, Bess. Yeah. 
I had a cow named Bess. She had a humpback too. We just thought it was a Brahma. Hmm. I don't know. And the ancient Romans hired, they hired professional hunchbacks as servants because they thought it brought the household good luck. Well, you know, you Biggins know, is kind of looking that way the older he gets. We you know, get him a second job. Did Ooh. you know that, that Quasimodo was a psychic? Well, he had a good hunch. Oh. Oh. She gave me water. Is that the guy that did that? Was that Quasimodo? She gave me water. That oh, yeah, 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 yeah. From, yeah. The Hunchback of Notre the Dame. The Hunchback of Notre Dame, right. Y'all get up. I had a friend that used to tell me, he said, uh, he said, I, I defended you today. Somebody called you a Quasimodo. I told him you were a real moto. <laughs> well, that's a thinker right there. <laughs> Them skaters are getting rough out there, boys. I know I was up there in that Minnesota, and their state bird's a mosquito. About the biggest palm of your hand. <laughs> hey, but get this. Only female mosquitoes bite. Yep. They need the blood to nourish their eggs. Yep. Yep. And did you know that genetically some people are more uh, susceptible to mosquito bites than others? I thought it was just cologne and perfume that draw them. No. Genetically, there's some people, and I'm one of them, that I'm a delicacy on the mosquito menu. And Beulah Dean can sit out there all night long in a cloud of them and never get one bite. They just She tastes awful. I think she's bitter. But... <laughs> But but the skeeters are out there going, Oh my goodness, have you tried the Buford? It is delightful. Mwah. Well, I'll be. And you know they're female. Of course, yes. We're doing that French talking like that. Ooh la la. You ever heard that? I have. The average French person uses two bars of soap a year. I hope to goodness those bars are big. There's some big old bars of soap is what oh, I'm hoping. About the size I'll go through one in a week. <laughs> To say I'm I'm a clean freak myself. Well, you know one thing about the French, they uh, they know coffee. And we're going to take a break for coffeeandsugar.com. Segway. That was that's brilliant. Right there. You like that? I like that. <laughs> and today's episode is brought to you by coffeeandsugar.com. That's K A W F E E A N D. S-U-G-A-R, coffeeandsugar.com. Home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the Hillbillies in the Holler sent you. And we're back. Segway. <laughs> How can you force a good segue? Good night. You want fries with that? Here's a big oops moment. The building of a new staff canteen in 1977 gave the U.S. Department of Agriculture the opportunity to commemorate a famous 19th century Colorado pioneer. Amidst a blaze of enthusiastic publicity, the Agricultural Secretary Robert Berglund opened the Alfred Packer Memorial Dining Facility with the words, Alfred Packer exemplifies the spirit and care that this agriculture department cafeteria will provide. Several <sighs> months later, the cafeteria was renamed when it was discovered that Packer Alfred Packer was a notorious cannibal convicted of murdering and eating five prospectors in wow. 1874. That's they, a cafeteria right there. They, they have a, they have Alfred Packer Day out there in Colorado. It's a, <laughs> have a friend for lunch. <laughs> Alpha Packer Day. I mean, you'd be having to eat that, I think, too. And that little one for an appetizer. <laughs> bam, bam. <laughs> oh, man. 
good night. Oops. Whoo. I love this one right here. You're talking about a strange day. Astronomers using the radio telescope at Parks Observatory in Australia thought they had important evidence of alien life when they picked up a distinctive radio signal at 2.3 to 2.4 gigahertz every evening about dinner time. They later discovered <laughs> that the signal was coming from the microwave downstairs. <laughs> Mac and cheese. Oh. What's that alien's name? We call him Mac. Oh, that's too much. Oh. I love it. Mm. <laughs> shh, shh, there's that dinging noise again. I got to go get the clothes out of the dryer. Well, mm. Wait, we're going to see if we hear that dinging noise again. There it is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> ties back in. I wonder what these songs are. It says, according to Billboard, we was talking about, you know, Lucy in the Sky and all these songs. According to Billboard, only two songs have the word summer in it. You two want to take a guess in it? Um, I'll go ahead and tell you. Well, some, well some, oh. wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, one of them came right to mind was, uh, well, the, we're talking about rock songs? I guess. I don't. The Boys of Summer. No. It's, I'll go ahead and tell you. Summer in the City and Theme from a Summer Place. Well, that'd have to be earlier than the, or talking about a different the era boys because the boys of summer has got the word summer in it. Mm. After the boys of summer have gone. Wow. And summer breeze makes me feel fry. Blowing with the jasmine in my mind. <laughs> Actually, I did a show with him on. one night. Did you? Yeah, with the Jimmy Seals. Oh, that's awesome. Just say no. Claude, you're like this. Police in England pounced on an elderly man when they raided a pub looking for a drug dealer. The suspect explained that his bag of white powder was actually the ashes of his late wife, Alice, which he carried everywhere. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have been snorting them. He shouldn't have been snorting those ashes there. That's well, all I can think of is like the old 70s movies where the cop opens the bag, sticks his pinky in and goes... Oh, <laughs> that doesn't taste like cocaine. It's Alice. It's Alice. Yeah, <laughs> you won't, it's Alice. You won't spit that back? <laughs> like Silence of the Lambs. Yes. It's, oh, goodness. Uh, the kinder, gentler IRS. Is there such a thing? As a public service to taxpayers, the IRS provides a free tax information service by phone. Fellers, all you have to do is call that 800 number listed in your local directory and you can get your tax questions answered. But in Portland, Oregon, taxpayers got a different type of service. When the phone was answered, callers heard a sultry voice breathing, hi, sexy. The embarrassed IRS later explained that the Portland phone directory had misprinted the number. Instead of the IRS, callers were reaching phone fantasies. Oh, my. And that is from the... 176 stupidest things ever done found in the great big bathroom reader of Uncle John. <laughs> That's amazing. Oops. Mm. Let's see. A 22-year-old L.A. man advertised in a magazine as a lonely Romeo looking for a girl with whom to share a holiday tour of South America. The joyful Juliet who answered his plea turned out to be his widowed mother. Oh, that's worse than the Pina Colada song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is, isn't it? 
<laughs> that that song would have ended much different if it had been his mom. You know, he's yeah. like, so he goes, he goes, I looked up and she goes, oh, it's you. you look up and go, Mom! Mom, what are you doing in here? I'm expecting somebody. Me too. Oh, gosh. Oh, goodness. Cool customer. Robert Redford was making a movie in New Mexico, and a lady who encountered him in an ice cream parlor on Canyon Street between takes was determined to stay cool. She pretended to ignore the presence of a movie star. But after leaving the shop, she realized she did not have the ice cream cone she had bought and paid for. She returned to the shop and to ask for her ice cream cone. Overhearing, Robert Redford said, Madam, you'll probably find it where you put it, in your purse. <laughs> Oops. He's paying attention there, wasn't he, fellas? Yeah. I know. The blue whale's tongue weighs as much as an adult elephant. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? That's why you'll never hear a blue whale go. <laughs> it would be like. Boom, blah, boom, blah, boom, blah. <laughs> dum, dum. <laughs> women look at other women more than they look at men. Well, of course they do. We're, they're better to look at. Yeah. That's... The, the District of Columbia has one lawyer for every 19 residents. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave that there. I'm going to lay that down and walk away. I don't know. I've I've been to I've been to Washington D.C. It's been my it's been, it's been my experience that they they need that many attorneys. <laughs> wow, you've been to Jupiter Island in Florida. I uh, nope. Do you know the average house cost down there is three point nine million? Well, you can't hide money. You can't hide money. Jupiter. That's where. Oh, uh, Burt Reynolds used to live. He had the. The Jupiter Theater down here in Florida is the Burt Reynolds Theater. Burt Reynolds, he played for uh, it Florida. No, mm -hmm. it's a. Uh, I think he played for Florida State. Florida State, yeah. Seminole. He's running yeah. back. Hurt, hurt near a good athlete too, and he played his own, did his own stunts in in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. My goodness, I always spit after a fisherman. What's that mean? I don't know. I figured you might know. I don't know. It says in Switzerland, buy wine for your table if you drop your bread in the fondue. Oh, you have to, if you're at a, like a place like the melting pot, if you drop your bread, you have to buy a round of wine for everybody. Oh, okay. That's what that means. In Italy, you don't ever allow a woman to pour wine. Mm-hmm. They put poison in it. They learned that from Lucretia Borgia. <laughs> I'm going to guess there's some poison involved. Yes. <laughs> Uh, in Samoa, spill a few drops of kava, the national beverage, before drinking. You always spill a few drops. Wonder why? For your homies, I guess. Okay. Hey, in Sweden, you wait until you're outside your guest house before putting your coat on. Okay. I guess because it's colder outside than inside. I don't know. I'll tell you this. Uh, I know in Germany, you don't give a knife as a gift. It's a... a superstition they have that uh, if you give a knife as a gift it severs the relationship well i had a friend that served over in japan we was eating at one of those uh japanese steakhouses and i took my chopsticks and stuck i stuck them in your rice I, I just stabbed them in the rice to go get something to eat and she grabbed them threw them things out and she said don't let them see you do that yeah it's an insult well it's it, it's considered bad luck because it looks like the incense that you burn at a funeral 
Okay. You stick in burning incense into a little mound and it mm-hmm. burns. And so it's I didn't know a that. negative association. Plus, like, you never show anybody from a Middle Eastern country the bottom of your foot. Yeah. That's a, you don't cross your legs or stuff like that because it's it gets considered. And your left hand. Which is it. why uh, there's a lot of, they did a lot of this research at Disney. Um, and in Disney World, the, the cast members are taught to always gesture with an open hand because it's the least offensive um, hand gesture in worldwide. World, worldwide. Yeah. D- nobody finds that offensive. Some people find pointing with this finger, this finger, or just whatever. pointing. It, it's rude, but opening hand. So if somebody asks for the restroom, are, they, they're taught to gesture with an open hand and say, it's right that direction. You know? Yeah. Well, a lot of research went into that. It's amazing. Different cultures. I, and the left hand too. If you touch somebody with your left hand, do anything because they over in the, uh, the Arab countries, yeah, it's, what they, it's the hand they use to wipe themselves. And so that, so, oh, okay. So you keep it separate. <laughs> well, I was thinking, what if you're left-handed? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're just better this at it. <laughs> well, this has been interesting. Um, it is time for us to wrap this up. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, the book we were reading from is Uncle John's a Great Big Bathroom Reader. It's part of a whole series of Uncle John books. Go to Amazon and check those Pick out. Pick you one out. Any one of them's good. They're, they're fantastic. Good little short reading uh, snippets while you're otherwise occupied. Um, we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, go and check out our social media at Hillbillies in the Holler and at Meet Buford on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You can uh, go on there and, and see all of our cool videos. How, how, how many uh, videos is that bear? Video? 9.9 million views. Right on, on the edge video. of 10 million views. Um, and we've also got a bunch of other fun stuff out there to check out. And you can come back and listen again next week. If you have ideas for uh, the show, comments, suggestions, email us at meetbuford at gmail.com. For Hillbillies in the Holler merchandise, Biggins merchandise, go to hillbilliesintheholler.com. Biggins is on the Redneck bus today. That's why he's not with yeah. us. He's... And you can get Buford merchandise at meetbuford at gmail.com. Now, we talked, I think it was last week's episode, we talked about uh, going on the Redneck comedy bus, and we said we were going to give you a coupon code, and then we never did. So, <laughs> That's because we're comedians. So now we're going to, I put it in the, in the show notes, so we're going to tell you now. Go on therednecklust.com. Don't Google that. It'll take you to a third-party website that'll try to sell you a timeshare. But go to therednecklust.com and put, ring everybody up as adults, even if they're seniors or kids, ring everybody up as adults. And then at checkout, put in the code SMOKY, S-M-O-K-Y, and that'll get you $10 off every ticket. Basically bumps everybody down to kid price. So now we know. TheRedneckBus.com. TheRedneckBus.com. We're seeing a lot of bear this season. Oh, man. We've seen 43 bears, I think, in the last... um, Three months. Three three months, months, yeah. Yeah. That's almost as many as we saw all of last year. So, yeah, a lot of bears out moving around. They're real bears. Real bears, absolutely. We see some fake ones, too, but we see the real ones. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, we thank you for listening. Y'all have a great rest of the week. Tune in again next week. And, uh, Gator, if you're listening, we just wanted to let you know that... uh, uh, Howie, Howie Mandel, Mandel is still doing fine. He's still above ground. <laughs> y'all y'all uh, come back and see us again next week. In the meantime, I'm Buford. I'm Boo-Boo. I'm Quad. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to Three Hillbillies on a Couch, live from downtown Boogertown. You can follow us on social media at Hillbillies in the Holler, at Moonshiner's Life, and at Meet Buford. Y'all come back now.